Infinite ammo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the IAS podcast special on our, uh, our all collective thoughts on PC gaming launchers and the competition between all of them right now. Uh, there's Steam, there's GOG Galaxy, there's Uplay, Origin, Epic Game Store is the big one now. Even Discord, which we're currently using to record this, has Game Launcher on it. So we're going to talk about them, discuss them today with the other guests here. I, uh, I'm Bane. Got Renegade Operative. Hey folks, how's it going on? Let's have a good discussion today. Yep. We got Cryo. Hello, audience. We got Llama. Hello there. And we got Konso. Uh, good evening. All right, and we're just going to jump straight into the first topic. So after seeing all the pros and cons the Steam's had over the years, what are the focal things you think that need to improve in your eyes with that service? Uh, quality control. Because uh, I noticed that in recent years, there's been like a big decrease in quality in the games that are offered on Steam because you can find basically everything. And that means bad stuff than good stuff most of the time. Yeah. So kind of like um, your like achievement, basically draw like kind kind of designed to get card drops and shit. Those games. Yes, the, those kind of games also. That the, the kind of games that get just released in, incomplete, but not in the sense that they are in early access, but just put there incomplete without any care. And uh, yeah. there's been several cases also of malware disguised as games. I don't oh, remember yeah. the titles, but so yes, Valve needs to bring back some quality control. Yeah, I, I remember um, Valve was making cool games like, you know, Left 4 Dead, Team Fortress, uh, Half-Life. You know, Half-Life 3 is never going to come out. But uh, <laughs> I, I I think they should have more quality control, more, you know, PC exclusive games from third party or first party. No, actually, I think first party would be nice because they would be, you know, uh, putting out more quality games that people loved in the past with their old IPs. Uh, so that would be good. And I think no DRM would also be nice because GOG is doing that as well. And that's the one up that they have, you know, what's going to happen to my library 20 years down the line is in a very, a very, very important question. Yeah. Uh, I would personally say, I wish the user interface was a lot better. It's, mm -hmm. Steam hasn't really updated the user interface except for the uh, the friends window and the chat. Uh, that's the only thing I've changed in the last five fucking years. Yeah, and the UI is the UI is the same, but they kind of allow it's you to UI, customize but... your skins and everything. I still like that, but uh, it's kind of basic right now. So they should like overhaul it just a little bit. But part of me thinks that if people, if it was changed, uh, some people would complain about it because you know I, I don't like my stuff yeah. changed so uh i don't know if they're gonna complain about it or not i get that yeah i mean with with me i hate the fact that some games like on steam it requires you to be online first because that's in my opinion that's kind of like a, a big drawback i mean the forums can be also messy and uh, the launcher itself can be buggy as hell and sometimes the reviews also it it's not very good in my opinion yeah. <laughs> to some credit I, I, I will give them the benefit of the doubt with the filter that did kind of help so if you don't want like troll reviews you can go find something more legitimate or what people voted on but yeah it is kind of 
the wild west if you're looking for more credible reviews uh but at least they added the filter so i give them some credit i'll also defend valve on one thing so the the sometimes the games need to be online for you to play them sometimes that's the devs sometimes uh, it's like it links from steam to uplay or some other launcher and that's kind of confusing yeah i mean i can understand yeah. that because mm-hmm. i mean it's ubisoft so it's just later, fucking ubisoft yeah. And I don't yeah. mind that too much. Um, all right. So you guys want to jump into the next question? Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, Unless Llama has something to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I think they need to fucking do something. That's all they really need to do. I mean, like they need to improve something. Well, they need to improve pretty much like everything. But like, what have they done in the past year aside from um the the, the chat, chat and print? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty much it. And let's face it, everyone already uses Discord anyway, so it's sort yeah. of been set, been like a, an update that no one's really noticed. And I mean, like, they've got it's so many... It's a good effort. Many... It's a good effort. So yeah, they've got... let's, let's be a little so... bit more, like, Pacific. Uh, for this chat update, what specifically did they do to Steam? Uh, they improved the user interface. The uh, messaging system is a lot like Discord's. They even have um, a better group chat and calling system, which is literally just like a ripoff of how Discord does it. I, I had to ask and because I, I did not know that Steam allowed like chat calling in groups. That's new to me. Uh, yeah, they've had that for a very long time. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you've never used yeah, it because yeah. of Discord. You, you're <laughs> right Skype. about that, actually. <laughs> Skype and Mumble back Wait. then were way better also. Skype who? We don't use that anymore. Not anymore, no. I'll say something unpopular, but I prefer the... Say something unpopular, but I prefer the old user interface more when it comes to chats and friends, etc. It felt more clean, I guess. I can understand for More minimalistic, more square. I kind of prefer it for friends, just because you can easily, like, like, link favorites up of a little top thing instead of having them their own drop-down window. I kind of prefer that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I definitely, I, I think that we should need more options with user interfaces, like, uh, say, w- with the Windows, or at least the, how it used to be, uh, I know it was like this with Windows 7, but you could, like, um, they'd update the user interface, but you could uh, switch it back to older versions. Yeah. Like, you could be using Windows like 7, from... but with the uh, Windows 95 uh, interface, which, I mean... Not only do you like, can you always stick to what you're used to, but also uh, the thing is, the more the, like complicated the user interface is, uh, the more like it taxes the uh, the, the computer like that you're using. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm I I would personally prefer a new user interface, um, especially with the the goddamn library. I mean, I I what I really want is the goddamn like. Uh, way to filter through like tags or just something with my games. I've got goddamn like over 900 games on my Steam account and it is almost impossible to like find 90% of them because it's all just like in one long list. Yeah. 
and like un unless i want uh, and if i want to um say you know find a game that's got local multiplayer in it i have to i have to actually like go through each one of them manually click on the store page so i can find the tag and then like if i want to find it again later i'll have to like create a category for local multiplayer and then yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, add it there, and then like I have to do it again for every other um, local multiplayer game, and it's just so tedious when I just want to play. You know, you know, a game yeah. like, like literally, they've they've got the filters like in the store. Why can't they just sort of implement it in the goddamn library, and I can actually play the goddamn game? I do agree. They need to implement them with the uh, library because. It's kind of messy right now. Oh, also, um, one really thing, one quick thing before we jump into the next one. They need to improve big picture mode so much. Anyways, let's jump uh, into yeah, question two here. Well, before before we jump <laughs> to two, I was also thinking about something. They really need to be more, what's the word, developer friendly? Because it seems like, to me, like <clears throat> Steam takes a lot of the profit in the end. I mean, I know it doesn't matter to, like, bigger companies, but, like, people who put their uh, game on Steam and they're, like, really small, it kind of, it's a little bit of a disadvantage for them. Uh, I think we're going to bring that up in a later topic also. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right, so question two. Uh, what is everyone here's first-hand experience with the Epic Game Store? I'm going to jump games. in really... Uh, I was going to jump in with um, Unreal Tournament when that was being developed for a while. Yeah, Unreal Tournament played good. It was fun, but was I fun. didn't I, I didn't like play it for way too long because other games came out. Um, I think this also, was around the time. work on it for often. <laughs> yeah, you're right about yeah, that. It's pretty much abandoned now. Yeah, I think it, Doom came out. At least it's not out. like Paragon, but... <laughs> Doom came out, so I just dropped it entirely, but uh, it played good. I haven't played anything else on the launcher itself. Uh, there are some things that I don't like about it. Like, it is very, very limited, but I told myself, hey, uh, just baby steps. They're just starting out, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't like the fact that your username and email, if you change it like once, because my old email is like invalid, um they yeah. give you like they say oh you can't change your name and email for like six months or something and i'm like what 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 are you guys doing yeah that is kind of weird yeah so that's kind that's kind of weird to me uh just try to change your email and see what happens it's gonna give you a warning message about you can only change it in a few months anyway <laughs> um but that's the only thing that i had like negatives with everything else was you know they're setting up mods uh, they're setting up user-friendly tools for people who want to create games with the Unreal Engine. That's nice. Uh, they have yes, a mod. But, hmm? but you said it well. They are setting them up for developers. Yeah. Yeah. And not for the for the end users. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I mean, uh, they have a lot yes, of stuff that's... for developers, but not end users. That's kind of like yeah. weird. Uh, and it, it, it is into the next question as well. Yeah, it, yeah, do, it um, does go into well, question that leads into that leads into question four actually on one of that. But yeah, oh, question four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's quite a smart way to go about it, at least at first. Because if you, because when you're first uh, wanting to like um, uh, build a, you know, a, a good store and a good 
a launcher platform type thing you want it to be attractive to developers like the way steam made it was um uh they uh it was basically like a badge of honor like he made it onto steam because at first they were like super uh picky with their games yeah. yeah and and like when you get the games uh, you, uh, you know, people will come, and but I, 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 and I think definitely like making it more, de- making it extremely developer friendly. I think uh, is is a good way to go about that, especially like compared to uh, the the exclusives, um, which is like used to be one of the like the best thing about PC is like no exclusives, but no, it's whatever. But like, I, I think um, as far as getting users go, I mean, I, I think the free games uh, is a good angle. Like, and of course there's Fortnite, which is going to be a big draw. And uh, th- that's all you really need to do for um, uh, getting... Uh, getting people uh, in there, yeah. Yeah, get, getting people in is just get good games on it. Yeah. And... Um, uh, I, yes, I, I definitely but... think making a developer friendly is a really good way to go about that. Yeah, there is However, ways... They that... are starting well, but they needed to get all the other features out quickly, because otherwise, I mean, they got they dropped the hook with the free games, but they can't really in the players if they keep on uh, keeping their launcher bare bones. And uh, also, I, w- I was reading some uh, criticism about the Epic Launcher that it is not privacy compliant. I was I was reading some Reddit comment of a guy that said that yes, the Epic Launcher is not uh, uh, GDPR compliant for people here in the European Union. So basically, people can uh, Epic can sell our information freely, pretty much. Oh, that's bad. Uh, and, yeah. and, and considering I, that we are talking about a company that is owned by the forty percent, I think, of oh, sorry, the forty percent of Epic is owned by a Chinese company. Ah, uh, yes, Tencent. That... Yeah, Tencent is like a majority so, uh, and, uh, share. Yes, uh, and I don't remember them being uh, caring of privacy. Um, so there is some things to play devil's advocate with. Uh, cloud saves is one of those things we're going to talk about later but um i think the lack of them is going to uh kind of hurt some people because i mean we had those moments where we had to reset our pc and uh we might lose our saves and that's not good i I don't want to like be stuck in that situation where i almost 100 percent a game and i have to play it all the way over because i lost my save you know (laughs) Well, do you want to just lead into question three now? Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. So, um, as a lot of people know, the only thing that Epic Game Store really has right now is friends list and chat. They're slowly adding things in, but right now there's no other services like Steam, like user profiles, user reviews, forums, mod distributions, uh, groups, account sharing, stuff like that. So, how do you guys feel about the fact that Epic currently doesn't have those at the moment compared to Steam? I- I'm going to lead into this one really fast. I can wow. understand why, as they're just starting. Steam's had, fuck, how many years? Over, over ten, to get 13. all this shit. Well, Thirteen. Yeah. Steam uh, started in like two thousand seven, right? It was two thousand four, well, uh, I think. Yeah, two thousand four. So they've had a very long time. That's to work a long on time. This. Well, and I mean, let's be fair. They took a lot of stuff from everything over time. You know, PlayStation, I mean, Xbox. They took stuff from. A lot of this was taken over time. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and technically yeah. Steam was like really bad for like what the first what first six four years, years or so? five yeah I, I don't, yeah I don't remember like I could uh, it really I, took I, until two thousand eight. I was a bit young uh, when when like Steam first came out, and I didn't even really like start um, get uh, gaming for a very long time after that. But um, like from what I've heard, like looking back at it, it, it was sort of a joke at first. Steam, like a, 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 a ball lake that you had to use to to get um, Half Life Two, and that was pretty much it like no one liked it and then i th i think i think it was the steam sales really that uh got it got it going uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean i i know i don't know i'm like huh oh sorry which which is probably like the main thing <clears throat> i'm i'm annoyed about missing from epic just like less less sales like what? Once they start doing good sales, like Steam or uh, GOG or whatever, then that's when I'm gonna start buying games from them because <laughs> I only ever really buy games on uh, on sale. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I'm kind of being a little too harsh on Epic Games, but I don't know. I'm a little bit turned away from it because. I mean, it's like they just released it just to release it, just to get some of that cash, you know, just try to be like, get a little piece of that cash cow, if you know what I mean, because the way it seems to me is, like I said, they just decided, oh, hey, guys, we're going to do this launcher. It's going to be great. And then they just released it for a while. Just... Yeah. I mean, because I don't know. That's just how I see it. I mean, it would be really nice if people could, like, leave reviews or see reviews, period. I mean, yeah, they should also add, uh, be a, we should be allowed to, like, uh, for some games that have, um, that support mods and everything, it, they should be allowed to do so. You know, kind of like what Steam has set up. And So you mean, like, Steam Workshop? Yeah. And, I mean, especially since the mod community is so huge, it would boost Epic Games' numbers as well. And and actually, um, <clears throat> if Epic Games really want to be successful with their launcher and appease to the audience and say, hey, our launcher is better than any out there, they should take steam's strongest and weakest points and, and find out how to make those weakest points stronger to make the launcher stand out more i agree yeah i mean <clears throat> the the i i think the the problem with that is is that if if you want to uh someone to create a launcher that's going to be able to compete with steam you're going to need a, like a big corporation <laughs> Uh, who can you know who have the capital to like um develop a, a launcher and get the games in um with, without uh you, you know um you know just basically not being able to keep up because like steam is a multi-billion dollar company yeah and steam has well, license for a lot of the games there and epic games yeah. they don't really have the license to sell 
as many games. Yeah, and 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 the thing with Steam is that it's uh, already like what uh, going on for like a, a decade and a half ahead of uh, pretty much like most of the uh, competition. Like that, like I don't think that anyone uh, that it was basically just uh, without any competition for like a decade. And the, the problem is, is that it's allowed it to get complacent, but it's also allowed it to like sort of get too big to fail. So pretty much every company that's trying to go up against it is like basically trying to climb a like 10 mile high wall. And, yeah. uh, and, and you'd see like with good old games, it's like pretty much the only what one of the few launchers out there. Yeah. I without, mean, without like the purpose of making money it's like the whole point of it is oh we don't like drm so we're gonna make a launcher and you see people um really like neglecting it uh with uh mods and updates uh which which is a real shame because like i want competition for steam but at the same time if it's just like a soulless corporation like going oh we want a piece of this pie uh, and completely like um, uh, not like n missing the point of a centralized launcher where you have all your games and just thinking oh well Steam's successful uh, we want to we want to make some money so we're going to get a, um, a, our own thing okay like so... you play and like Epic Games yeah. and like Origin yeah because yeah. like... yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like look down on them or anything like that I mean to be honest, I mean, I have a little bit of high hopes for Epic Games. I mean, with what they've accomplished, you know, so far and everything, and the way yeah. they look in the eyes of the public, I mean, it seems like it's so yeah, far so good. Okay, but real, real quick, uh, I just want to interject. Uh, I mean, GOG seems to be doing well with that whole uh, no DRM thing, and they have, like, good functions and everything. I, I haven't heard any major complaints out of GOG. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But um, I also know that Epic Games, it seems to be some sort of, you know, positivity coming out of the fact that they do support developers uh that does lead into question four because yeah. there are like a lot mm. of timed exclusives coming down the pipeline as well and that yes. is sort of mixed between the community some people like it some people hate it okay um, yeah i'm gonna have never met anyone liking it <laughs> uh, some people do actually like it they said you know if they're all for epic games which you know there's always two sides to each equation someone likes something someone hates something uh most people that are for it they do like the fact that they're getting exclusive content and they felt steam needed something like that but at the same time timed exclusives i, I didn't like it for yeah. other platforms i don't like it here so uh, all right i'm gonna I'm going to go into this. Okay, so, uh, yeah, in the interest of fairness, considering that Epic Games is kind of just starting out with basic baby steps regarding the store, what do you guys think of a prospect of things they're offering in the future right now? That does include the one free game every two weeks, mm -hmm. uh, support for gaming titles made in Unreal Engine, uh, timed exclusive deals, lenient refund rules, uh, fair developer profit share, and open platform for Android-based games. Uh, I think, you know, especially the free games, that's great. There's some games on there where I'm like, all right, yeah, I won't, I won't mind playing that, finally. Um, and, you know, devs should get proper support for wanting to work with Unreal. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, the timed exclusive deals. Uh, the two that have came out so far, uh, the Division 2, I'm fine, because there wasn't pre-orders on Steam already, so that makes sense. But uh, the Metro Exodus shit is fucking bullshit. And yeah. we'll get into that one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, just the yeah. way they've been acting about it, saying, oh, if you guys don't support this game on this platform specifically, then we're going to not do any Metro games <laughs> on PC anymore. That's kind of bullshit. Uh, hopefully it's a lesson learned to all developers that you shouldn't snuff out the user base of a platform just because, um, you don't take into account like multi-platform sales. Uh, everything else looks kind of fine on here outside of, you know, the timed exclusive things. I'm not sure about those lenient refund rules because I think they give you way too much time to refund the game. I think it's like, isn't it two hours compared to like Steam, which is like one? I think it's, I think it's two hours. Oh, no, Steam's two hours. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Steam has two hours and uh, two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Two hours, two hours when you play it total and then two weeks after you buy. Of course. Whichever comes first. Yeah. But they have some sort of 14-day rule as well where you can, like, refund uh, due to any reason within those two hours. So I'm not sure if people are going to abuse that or not, but they said there's not going to be any refund abuse. Uh, but, you know, f- fair developer profit share, that's good. And I'm not sure how I feel about the last one, like an open platform for Android-based games. I mean, if you're into mobile stuff, then yeah, that's good for you. But for me, I personally could care less about mobile phone games. So, uh, well, don't you, you know. have phones? Yeah, I have a phone, <laughs> but I'm not, I don't play games that's on straight. it. I do not Are play games saying- on my phone. I would, I would, I'm, I uh, didn't know about this. I'm quite uh, looking forward to it because the thing is, I, I quite like playing games on my phone, and I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I mean, I'm f- perfectly happy with like, um. Uh, like you know a lot of the games that I find on it there are some very good games out on mobile and I think um, uh, like disregarding it as a platform like people same thing happened to the Wii I think because uh, it's so accessible and a lot of people use it and there are uh, obviously going to be a lot of games that are take advantage of that um but i mean the same thing happened with the ps2 like that game was absolutely filled with shovelware uh but at the end of the day there was like so many good games for it and i think that uh once like uh stuff like this uh taking a android uh and like based games um on onto pc where they can be taken more seriously and uh uh coupled with that like the ease of ease of development compared to a lot of pc games i I think that that's uh gonna be very good for the industry and it's uh probably going to be a very good starting off point for uh young developers and it's going to like give us a lot of uh, talent for the future see i'm not sure about the shovelware thing because like i i think that's what konzo was saying earlier like Steam has big time shovelware as it stands now. Uh, so that's why they need quality yeah. control there. Uh, as for mobile, I, I consider those games, I don't think they're bad, but just, you know, you want to waste time for like uh, 20 to 30 minutes on a flight or something. Uh, it's basically like, you know, 
you want to waste your time and you don't want to play those games like super seriously or competitively uh but it is cool to see stuff like you know fortnite or pubg on mobile people could play those games on the go uh so it just shows that technology is really advancing and now you know they're taking mobile into consideration i always liked handhelds you know traditional stuff uh so i'm just wondering what they could do in the future the more phones advance and the more graphics uh come into the equation yeah i, I mean, mean with mobile at the moment i think um a lot, a lot a lot of the better games like remind me of the simple gameplay loops of like the really early consoles like maybe nes uh and i i, I think what we all all we really need is to just like wait a minute because the thing is uh they're sort of being compared to like games on really powerful machines like ps4 and xbox and pc and i don't think that that's gonna work uh th that's just like not the the right way to look at it i don't think yeah i like, mean yeah i mean with yeah, i mean i'm just saying it i don't mean to uh cut you off or anything like that but i, I mean i was just thinking like there's a probably a reason why they also added the fact that they're gonna add mobile games to Epic. Uh, I mean, the fact that most most of Epic is owned by Tencent. Uh, actually, only forty percent. Oh, forty percent. Majority share. But I mean, um... still though, they want to appease to Tencent pretty much because. Yeah. You know, well, they have like, to... I'll say this, Tencent is massive on its own. They're, like, a long and, term. Oh, yeah. Like... And plus, I mean, in... Uh, they, they do pretty I know, well. the, I know the Chinese gaming market, I've heard that mobile gaming is fairly popular, more popular than the States. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just put two and two together. I mean, that's... I mean, that's how I see it, because... Since Tencent is a Chinese company, and I I know that the Chinese market, especially for uh, mobile games, it's really popular. Because <clears throat> that's that's what people are saying when uh uh when films uh with the yeah <laughs> with Diablo <laughs> Immortal when that when that announced a lot of people in the comments they were like they're just doing this to appease the chinese market like because there's a lot of people out there that play um you know mobile games because it's huge more huge than the u.s <clears throat> all right so i think oh, yeah. we can segue into the yeah. next question i was just about to lead him in here all right mm -hmm. so considering uh steam has been Kind of denying games like visual hentai novels and epic games uh, apparently won't be allowing adults only content on their store at all. What are your guys' opinion on this ongoing topic? It's I, the golden chance for somebody to step in and uh, get that piece of cake of the market. That Maybe is somebody true. Yeah, somebody. yeah, I mean, I don't only on that kind of games make a front end for those kind of games. And uh, because I mean, it's it's still uh, a piece of industry that is profitable because the world is full of the generates. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, okay, here's, here's a fantasy world question. Much, much to say. 
Here's fantasy world question, right? What if it's Origin that starts putting on hentai games? Ooh, EA. <laughs> $20 to remove the bra. <laughs> EA. You know uh... what? De depending on how big those titties are, I'll pay that 20 bucks. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a one microtransaction I'll pay for. <laughs> pay five ninety nine to open her loot box. Uh, you know? Okay, in all seriousness, I I, I've played uh, Sakura Spirit as a joke, and uh, those games really don't appeal to me personally. Uh, mm, at the same joke. time, yeah, it was a joke. Someone <laughs> gifted me that, by the way. I, I fuck you, by the way. I'll let you know that. <laughs> so, uh, it, it was fun to, you know, give in on the joke, but as a game, seriously, yeah. it really didn't appeal to me. But I don't think that they should be taking that away from people who are interested in that sort of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a market share for degenerates, as Konzo said. So, um, I guess someone is going to swoop that up eventually, and maybe they'll start selling it. Maybe they'll sell it on Origin. Who knows? I mean, if someone wants to grip it and rip it, I'm fine with that. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> Jesus, Bane. Yeah, yeah my mean, phrasing's great. Because I mean, I just, I mean, I just thought about it. I mean, I, I kind of see why they did that. I mean, now. Nowadays, there's always people who'd love to use something like that against um, a company and just cause such an uproar. I mean, with the way society is nowadays, I mean, yeah. and also the investors, like yeah, and I'm also I mean, too political, investors. But it it is kind of funny that you could blow someone's head off with a shotgun and you see a titty and it's like well this game has to get censored and banned <laughs> it's just ridiculous and, it is and kind I mean, of nuts um <clears throat> i mean also uh i'm probably wrong here but this is just how i see it i mean also investors i don't think they would like it especially if Someone said, oh, Square Enix slash Disney accepts nudity and adult content, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, and... So the sad thing is I can see people but, doing that. And actually, I mean, I mean, I'm not against it. Definitely not. I mean, yeah. but I think if there was actually adult content, like adult games on these launchers, um, they could only be accessed through extremely, like verified accounts like yeah. you have to do a lot just to get verified i think this is a generational thing like there's been people who hasn't complained about this in the past so they're complaining about it now which is weird to me i, I think it's gonna for some of these games it's gonna end up being like um some games like i'm gonna reference a game i fucking hate here uh like you know, League of Legends, where you have to go on their website and download the launcher. A lot of these games are going to have to end up being like that, I think. <clears throat> it's sad to say. It really is. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, if you, if you care about boobs, I, I think uh, <laughs> they shouldn't take away the ability to yeah. sell it. I just think yeah. that, you know, it's adults only content and Steam sells it. So, I mean, you might as well just go ahead and say, hey, this is adults only. We don't really um, care too much if it's sold, if it's not sold. It's just something people that are into. And I, I, I don't know. I guess they could 
probably sell it somewhere else that allows that sort of thing if they want to just disconnect completely maybe they will well there are also some devs who have like sold a, a censored version of it but said hey if you go to our website wink wink nudge nudge you can yeah download uh, this patch to... <laughs> yeah do the same thing that they did for honey pop if you yeah. want to you know put a mature rating on it then you sell it and then you have the patch that allows the uncensoring if people are into that sort of thing and they want to uh, apply the patch exactly i it's either going to be that or sell it on your own website and just market the fuck out of it pornhub.com slash games (laughs) (laughs) you know hang on you know what if pornhub makes a launcher they could genuinely beat steam i think yes (laughs) they do have a lot of viewers so i mean the possibilities are endless they need to make a youtube competitor Oh my god. Pornhub <laughs> has the, the best user interface out of any of these fucking websites. And I just want to make a goddamn YouTube competitor. What the fuck? So 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 we're <laughs> gonna launch point. the the TIS After Dark podcast? Yes. Yeah, I, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I could review every single porno I've watched. Oh my <laughs> god, man. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna lead into the next question after I just drop that bombshell. Uh <laughs> How do you feel? How do you guys feel about the uh, features offered by GOG Galaxy and their policy of no DRM? I actually oh, it's I great. used GOG Galaxy for a long ass time. Moment they said, "Hey, we got a new launcher." I'm like, "All right." I mean, it, the thing is, the the good thing is, I'd say about Galaxy is that uh, it's not mandatory. For instance, oh, I, yeah. I think I tried it just once for the sake of it, but that's it because uh, with the advantage that it is DRM free, I don't need to install anything but the game. It's, uh, I'd, say it's, I'd say it's a lot easier to use, though. And there's also this fact that I, I think it was said before, but with this no-DRM thing, you act, we can say that you actually own the games instead oh, yeah. of being tied to your account. Say no the DRM, Steam... no nothing. Yeah. Exactly. If the Steam servers go offline someday, we lose everything. But if I set up my work, another PC, with an archive, with all the GOG games in it, it whatever happens, I still have my games. Oh, yeah. And there was I, also this really thing like that they that. wrote up, wrote down, yes. that it, 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 they are also good if you want to do one thing that used to happen once upon a time called the LAN party. That, yeah. you know, that you, you, just, you don't have to cycle through accounts or stuff like that. Just, you know, install the game in all the PCs, link them together and play. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going very strong into the game i mean as as for no drm i i think it's a wise choice as i mean it's a lot of the majority of gamers prefer no drm i mean they're it seems like they're they're trying to be um user friendly i tend to do that as well there's one thing though that i noticed that it happened recently in some games uh GOG uh, users were treated about as uh, second class citizens compared to Steam users. There is also a, a list of games on GOG.com, I think, that uh, mentioned this thing. Some features like... were cut or some patches weren't added, the DLC not added, and all that kind of uh, kind of stuff. And which is uh, sad. I guess the con, if you want, of using uh, DRM free for now. Uh, if I can find it, 
the meantime, you can go on. It kind of sucks because yeah, there are some games that you know they have online features, but they're locked out because they're all like all using Steam servers and all that. So it's kind of a pain in the ass for some games, but other games you get really lucky on. I played Shadow Warrior Two on God Galaxy, and oh, I, yeah. I I really liked it. The game played really nice. Uh, I didn't have an issue. Uh, no DRM is nice. It means that, you know, hey, 20 years down the line, my game will probably still function without any online horseshit tied behind it. Uh, oh, yeah. So it is a good notion. I'm just not experienced with their store. They do have sales, which is pretty good. You know, I always gravitate to uh, how low a game is and when I can pick it up. Um, so they have some nice perks, but I do think they need more, you know, recognition, uh, for yeah. the things they do. And, you know, upgrading your features would be nice with the competition out there. Uh, I think it's always good to take from competition. It's always good to do things that they aren't doing currently. So that's the best thing they could do is try to improve on what you have and make your store more recognizable to people that are unaware to it. Oh yeah, I, I think with GOG, uh, it, it they they've got the problem of like for starters they're run by CD Projekt Red who are like significantly smaller than uh, most of the people running the competition out there, like EA or Ubisoft or Valve or. Oh uh, yeah, Epic. definitely. But um. Also, I I, th I think they've got the problem of they're trying to play nice in uh, of, in, in, in an industry where no one ever really plays nice. And while you'd think that um, that would be something for uh, that people would flock to because, uh, you know, gamers are always complaining about how shitty EA and Ubisoft are and all that. But, I mean, they're always like the very vocal minority and not there aren't really enough consumers out there who are like savvy enough to even know what DRM is or what GOG is. And uh, like just having a policy of like, we want to be nice to the consumer oh, yeah. is, it's not going to be enough. And uh, which, which I think is a very uh, big shame because uh, I, qu I quite like GOG obviously. I mean, it's true, it's not going to be enough, but at the same time, the consumer doesn't want to get shit on either, and that's what I noticed with the Metro controversy, like, people are very vocal about that on the other side, uh, so I do think they need to start to play ball with uh, being a bit more aggressive on promoting and taking themselves a lot more seriously, uh, you just can't kiss ass throughout the industry either and expect to get recognized mm -hmm. all the time i can understand that logic as well so i do think they need to step up their game at the same time i do think their pr should be decent because they don't want to make a mistake go out here fuck something up uh leak information and then you have a bunch of angry people that will not use your service anymore <laughs> Uh, I know people were really pissed about the um, PS3 information leak, and it was really, really bad during that time. Yeah. Like, we had to pay for security protection a year, and it was like 50 bucks, and I was like, PlayStation, what the hell are you doing? Oh, yeah. 
That was terrible. I'm so glad they got rid of that and they upped their protection. It, it's something that should be mandatory at this rate. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that uh, that whole uh, that company with, has something to do with taxes. They ended up having a leak that went um, years unnoticed and they were like, hey, we're going to give you security, but you have to pay us some money first. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but but you guys fucked up. Why would we want to give you money for your fuck up? It's not our fuck up. It's your fuck up. Yeah, you got to be careful with that because any wrong move that could pretty much spell the end of your service. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Um. So we're going to jump to the uh, the next topic here. So Epic Games has mentioned an opt-in feature for reviewers to choose how user reviews will be co- nah, user reviews will be coordinated on their games to prevent re- nah, review bombing. God, I can't speak English. So how should user reviews be handled on a platform like this? Should they be like Steam, filtered with much moderation, or should it be some sort of alternative? Uh, I think Steam's got it right, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean... I, I definitely don't think they have it wrong. I mean, I think there's probably a balance to be struck um to avoid review bombing because i mean sometimes it's warranted like with the gta 5 uh, modding thing but yeah. uh a lot of the time it's like completely like unnecessary and it's uh very scary like prospect for like someone who uh, has put all this like time and effort into a, a game that um and like it, and, the, and they're a smaller like developer and just having someone say um organize a review bomb because they didn't like something you said ages ago i mean you know even if it was like something really bad i mean that uh, and and just like completely ruining the prospects of like you ever making money from that game or like you know completely ruining you financially because you spent like all your savings developing the game that sounds worrying i mean sure like sometimes it's warranted and uh there's it, it's a way to like get bigger companies to notice you and no i, I mean i, I you know but but know. let me put it the other way around imagine that there's a developer with an especially thin skin that can't stand any kind of criticism and uh, maybe makes a bad game and people say that it is bad, but since this person can't stand the criticism, they start uh, deleting reviews or set thresholds in a way that it's basically impossible to give a negative review or something like that. Obviously, there must be a middle ground that is mediated by the company itself. We can't just let developers choose at will. Well, with with that, from what I know, I think only the developers don't they can't they can't um delete or any anything like that like they can't delete reviews at all mm. that power lies with um steam, steam i believe yeah it's yeah seems... that's how it should be because developers they will abuse that shit they will abuse the fuck out of it it seems like opting in sounds like to me that they can choose to have the reviews up or not for user reviews. And I don't think it should be like that if it is. Um, first and foremost, is like Konzo said, 
some people they do have a thin skin when it comes to uh their game bombing and they don't like it they don't like the fan base for saying something bad about it at the same time humans are very <clears throat> very contradictory and they can they can complain about like the most minuscule shit like uh oh well my launcher didn't work after i think someone said like they had a game breaking bug in a pc game and they didn't shut down and restart and try again i know you shouldn't be required to do that each and every single time but again on startup if the game works again and you just said you know what fuck it i'm done with this game i just had one bug and i couldn't restart the launcher then that lies on the user over the actual game working you know what i'm saying uh so i so i do think that it needs to be a middle ground i think reviews should be like metacritic and steam combined where you can filter out good or bad reviews you know the ones that people put in a lot of effort and voted on and they should be at the top as opposed to the ones that are just trolling uh those should be filtered out or put into a section that has its own section and people can look at those if they want to look at funny reviews and stuff like that uh but the ones that are helpful it should be a tab and people will go to that tab and click on it and see what are the pros and cons of the game versus, Oh, I don't like this guy who worked on this game. He says something on Twitter and I'm going to give the game a zero. That makes no sense to me. It, it needs to be filtered out. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think, um, as long as like they keep a, a decent amount of quality control with the games they let in, uh, they're going to be, um, like that that'll probably get like mostly get rid of the uh thin-skinned developers uh getting rid of uh nasty reviews because uh wow i i don't like that you don't like my game whatever mm-hmm. but uh I, I mean i i think that really all you want to do is like have as much data available as possible and uh be it and like have really nice ways of sorting through the data like have a lot of options to be able to sort through that data and present it nicely and that's what you really need to do with this sort of thing yeah Yeah, i mean you know like you want when, when you're doing this sort of thing you want as much data as possible and you know i mean as if that data looks pretty all the better for it yeah i mean it like the whole like thin skin um talk i mean it it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh it was that guy randy something from gearbox you know yeah yeah whatever that fuck's name is you know he kept yeah that dumb fuck uh after colonial marines came out what a clusterfuck it was uh how like all the hate that he was getting, he was just like, well, fuck him. Kind of he was like, he was like that's not too. my problem. That's what he was saying. Yeah, oh, he was just we... blaming Sega too. Oh, we need he... a podcast about all the recent shit that's happened with them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Pedophile accusations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah, apparently not heard anything about that. <laughs> okay, really fast. And this is going to be such a soft topic. But um, apparently, at one time, he left a USB flash drive at a medieval time. Someone found it, and there was photos of child porn on there. Jesus Christ. I heard that it was porn. Never heard anything about the child porn part. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this off air. But, yeah. It's, oof. 
Yeah, um, he needs to be condemned to death and uh, have his balls castrated. He should, castrated hang, he should and, have been condemned to death for Borderlands 2, Aliens, Colonial Marines. He, he needs to have forever. his testicles eaten by a lion live on TV. That, that punishment alone should have been for Battleborn. Uh, like, we're Battle just finally Born. getting to... Yeah, remember that game? Nobody Battle else does. <laughs> you know, didn't that come out at the same time as like Overwatch or something? Oh, I don't remember. I think it came out like a few months later. It got um, completely overshadowed. Holy shit! Yeah, it did. For, I mean, for some first... reason, for some reason they wanted to announce everything at the same time Overwatch did, and uh, I mean, what could have possibly gone wrong? It but came it... out a few weeks before uh, Overwatch ah. on May third, but. People, you know, say what you will about Overwatch. Overwatch gets a lot of shit, but people actually like playing Overwatch. So there's a good game in there. Battleborn is, I'll say this nicely, it's like getting a sandpaper hand job. <laughs> like, I, I can't say about the quality of uh, Battleborn because I haven't played oh, I it, but... I've played that fucking turd. <laughs> I, all I heard is that, like, it completely got overshadowed by, like, all the games that were out at that time, so... It would have gotten overshadowed by fuck anything. It's so bad. <laughs> well, I'm going to take your word yeah, for it on that one. Yeah, because, I mean, with Battleborn, I mean, from from what I remember, the numbers were sort of steady. But then after Overwatch came out, bye, Felicia. Well, yeah, after like two weeks, the numbers were steady. And then the moment yep. a good game comes out. It, right. it was it's awful but we need to get off that topic yeah um let's get back on topic uh you guys want to jump to question eight now or sure all right <laughs> yeah so people have made the argument myself included there are too many pc gaming launchers to cash in with their own storefront like battlenet you play windows store ea origin uh even gog and epic game store steam do you guys agree with the sentiment or do you think it can be resolved in a, in a good way Mm. I don't think there's a, there's a solution for it because yeah. uh, developers also use it, publishers more than developers, also use it as a DRM, probably also to track uh, sales and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really think there will be a solution for it unless, you know, we nuke everything and go DRM free for the rest of our life. Yeah, mm. I don't think that's going to happen, I, sadly. I, I think maybe there is a possibility that fans or maybe someone third party could make like a universal launcher which just lose everything if you want to play on windows store see what's going on here's the tab that if you want to see to be steam oh yeah yeah but yeah but i yeah. i think that's the only way they can resolve it obviously companies are out to make money so they're not going to simply say hey we're going to we got all the competition out there doing their own launchers let's not get a piece of this pie that's that's not how companies work so they're going to have ea origin and you play and all that stuff for a long long time well, uh, in, in a weird way discord sort of does that with the little library thing if you look there i'll, I'll post a screenshot in our call but yeah mm -hmm. it does it sort of like that where you can click like any of the games ignore the metal gear survive beta thing that's yeah, ignore that um but yeah, like you can access all your games from Discord, but it also ignores Windows games that are UWPs. So yeah, I think something like that—a universal launcher would be good for people who, hey, if you own something on this platform, it just loads up just fine. You know, you just have to um press the play button and you're good to go. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, I mean the problem you have with uh, companies making lo- it's the similar thing with like streaming platforms nowadays. Like Netflix came in and got a big piece of the pie because it was like a centralized thing where all these things came yeah. and. Uh, uh, all all these companies are now thinking. Oh, hmm. uh, I, I, I I I see that uh, Netflix is making a lot of uh, money, um, being a centralized platform. I'm going to completely miss the point here and create my own platform, diluting the market, and adding another thing that uh, people have to subscribe to. And yeah, remember when Blockbuster did same... that. <laughs> Same oh. problem with cable, because uh. the, the, pro- the problem is it's not like it's not that corporations are out to make money; they're out to make all the money they can possibly make without breaking the law. And well, let's face it, oh, <laughs> with breaking the yeah. law, I mean, you know, like I would say, all the money they can make legally is probably like a wishful thinking on my part as well. So, yeah. not, not my part, or the wishful thinking on like the part of people who defend this sort of stuff i just think think about it i just think they don't think about everyone else when it comes to having way too much clutter with other launchers because i understand like you know they're going to want to capitalize on this and try to get as much bank as they can at the same time it's like fucking six or seven launchers out there people might get confused they might not know which to choose from they might just stick to steam or gog and that's it again it's quite a mess right now i just think the only way that people should try to remedy the situation is that you should have something that launches from one platform something like discord or i I think there's another program that allows you to launch your games from any platform like uh nvidia geforce yeah 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 yeah, I mean, I personally think there's too many launches out there right now who just want a piece of the cash cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, to be honest, in my opinion, there's not really a lot one could do to alleviate this this issue. I mean, the company's evolved, like Renegade said. I mean, the companies involved aren't going to stop what they're doing when they just see dollar signs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just seeing profit they don't see they don't really see fans or supporters or the the people that hate it or anything like that right now they're just seeing dollar signs yeah and i don't think well, companies are going to make a universal launcher that would defeat the purpose nope yeah i mean i mean the prob the problem is is that uh like companies nowadays it's it's a mixture of like too much legal power on their part and uh too much complacency on the on like the majority of the consumers part because i mean not only do consumers just sort of like suck it up it's not that bad sort of not really caring about all all the crap but also um the the companies that do them they just have too much uh teeth like they're so rich they just can sort of like do whatever they want and then if uh the government sort of uh, thinks oh wait this is a bit shitty i mean you get not not only do you get lobbyists uh people like paying them to go oh no it's not actually that shitty but you also get like people um you know complaining about regulation and the free market while also you know uh 
completely uh, ignoring the fact that it's not a free market anymore. And I mean, it, it's it, you know, it's sort of like if if corporations are a person, then yeah. uh, you're you're sort of getting to the problem with like the robber barons of like the 1800s with Carnegie and Rockefeller and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except, except, granted, without uh, 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 the Pinkerton riots. Yeah. So, yeah. Grant, grant, granted, uh, Disney isn't killing its workers when they strike. Holy so, shit! Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not yet, but uh, I mean, see, I, they I, call I mean, it Mauschwitz for a reason. <laughs> that sounds like a dark turn fast. Here's one thing I'll say about the launchers and all this. We're, we're never hopefully going to see Monopoly, which is great. You know, that's why everyone's like, oh, I want this console to die. I'm like, no, they're not going to die because one, someone will come up because there has to be something as competition. Because otherwise, Monopoly laws will come into play and nobody wants a Monopoly. Yes, I agree. It, it's it's the same thing with like television channels in the past in in the like 60s 70s 80s the most you probably had was like 20 channels now if you sign up for a fucking television plan they're offering you 250 300 400 500 channels on your tv the same with streaming services you know netflix your hulus there's always going there's always going to be an expansion yeah i mean in any industry whether it's like what you mentioned or um, the gaming industry, it's kind of like, it's pretty much kind of like shark's teeth, you know? I mean, yeah. one if one gets knocked down or anything like that, there's always one that's going to replace it. It's just never ending, really. I mean, no matter what, I mean, this these are facts. I mean... <clears throat> and if something's I mean, profitable to one company, another company's going to try it immediately. Yeah, like, like for example, um, let's just say, uh, let's just say you play suddenly shuts down. Let, let's just say that. Let's just say that. Yeah. All of a sudden, another company would take advantage of that. Oh yeah. It's 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 the same principle with the whole, you know, shark's teeth. <clears throat> And in a weird way, we're really lucky none of these, like, big launchers have died yet. Because if you would have told me five years ago that Origin would still be around, I'd be like, eh, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. Rockstar, Rockstar Games, they don't have their own store yet, but they have their own launcher, which is the Social Club, well, so... They they do, in a weird way. Like, you they can do? buy stuff from their website. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it has to, like, you still get a, you get a physical copy for it, so... Oh yeah, they they they. I think they're gonna go digital next. I think they might well, see I, the piece in the pie. Bye bye boy. As long as they don't pull up the test I the, the sad state of PC physical copies, right? The only one, only company I know that's actually putting out really anything PC wise is THQ Nordic. Everybody else is either putting out like a fucking code with a like code in a box, or like a disc. It's just an activator for Steam. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. It pisses me off. Oh, Didn't like PC no physical I... die a long time ago? Oh, yeah, it was, I... it was in a rough state, but not this rough. Hmm. I actually bought um, the first two Modern Warfares off of eBay 
um, yeah. like physical physical copies for PC. And what I uh, didn't realize until I like uh, got them and opened Ooh. them is that codes. even though you've yeah, even though you've got um, a CD, they also come with a one-time use activation uh, steam yeah. code and it basically made the discs completely worthless i mean yeah. gr- granted i oh. bought them for like two like they were one pound each off ebay so i mean it's sort of yeah. just like, uh not not a huge loss but it was incredibly but i could imagine that pissed me right the fuck off I'd oh be like, yeah God, i was like also, what the fuck is the... this Yes. All this kind of digital like, stuff also doesn't take in consideration people with slow internet connections like mine. Oh, yeah. I I, I made an estimate. Uh, Red Dead Redem- the last test, Red Dead Redemption 2, is about 100 gigabytes in weight. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. So with my internet speed, it takes me, let's say, an average of one hour to download one gigabyte. Sometimes it's less, oh, sometimes shit. it's slightly more. So if you take 100 hours... And uh, each day is 24 hours last day, last time I checked. It would take me About four, f- five days or, I mean, too much time to download this game. And that if I keep them running 24-7, because otherwise it would it may take me more than a week just okay, to download yeah. the game. The, uh, the game currently on my Xbox is 110.7 gigabytes. Okay, uh, so let, let's say 111. Yeah. I, I know it's a, side... it's a good bit of time. I know it's a side five, topic. Five days, you know? at least. Five days to download Red Dead 2 G. Uh, so, uh, I know it's a side topic, well, side statement from me, rather, but uh, yeah. developers, please, for the future, don't go all digital for stuff like this because that's going to really, really hurt a lot of people who just want to get the game, install it, and, you know, it won't take five days to have a physical copy. Oh, yeah. Offer offer a retail physical copy if your game is over at least fifty gigs, please. Jesus fuck. Absolutely. At this point, I'm begging some developers. Um, yeah. I bought the Division One on PC, and it was six discs, and you don't know how fucking happy I was. I was like, sweet, I don't have to wait for it to install. My disc reader's really fucking fast. <laughs> I've six never been discs. happier. Just like in the old uh, MS-DOS days where games were split into floppies just over and over. uh, They came in both five and a half and uh, three and a quarter. I mean, three and a half and five and a quarter. I mean, I I personally, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but with Red Dead Redemption 2, I liked how it came with two discs. So it didn't take forever just to install the game. Install one, install the other, play from the second. Yep. Actually, on Xbox, it's play from the first, yeah. Huh. That's right. a little weird on that one. All right, but that was a good divergence. Yeah, that's, that's a good tangent. Yeah, a good tangent. So we're gonna get right back one. to the next yeah, two questions. Yeah, we're gonna jump into question nine here. So mm-hmm. going forward, what are some common issues that most digital uh, most digital distribution clients yeah should rectify to gain your support? Uh, again, retail copies, please don't don't <laughs> make them look just like one disc and it's an activation mm-hmm. disc. Mm. I, I, I mean, I would say I would say something like, you know, if something ever happened to the digital store that you got it from, that, like, for example, if it decided to shut down, that you still, that you could keep the game, that it didn't just 
fade away to nothingness with the company. Uh, so actual ownership like in uh, GOG, basically. Pretty much, yes. Um. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, mine also, is... For me, for so... me, it's all about the emotes. Uh, you you emotes. gotta have the good... You gotta add some good emotes. Uh, for me, mine is the... a basic answer really quick. I'm sorry, Konzo, to cut you off. It's just gonna take oh, me like go a few ahead. minutes. Mine is uh, very quick. Yeah, uh, so mine's a simple... A good help center for questions and answers, please, because one of the things I hated about the 360 era is when the Xbox is red ringed and you call Microsoft, it took you like fucking ages to really get hold of someone. I, I would like to speak to a human immediately if I'm having like an issue with your store or an issue with uh, one of the things that I couldn't access on the website with the game. Uh, some stores will tell you that, oh, well, in order to get a response, you have to wait 24 hours. And I think that's ridiculous. I like a live instant chat that people will help me troubleshoot and get problems resolved ASAP. Yeah. And like real answers, not, not a robot uh, or something like that or, or, or something like, uh, did you make sure to. Turn it off, turn it on again. Yes, I, I remember once I I was writing, uh, I was in chat for support of one thing, and this, the person on the other side uh, said something like, uh, I'm checking the, the issue, please bear with me, but bear in the sense of getting naked and not in the sense of please be patient. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so, yes, this is the quality of the chat you, you you may get sometime, and that's definitely something uh, that needs to be addressed. Also, another yeah, thing I mean... that another thing that I'd like to have is a proper offline support because sometimes there's people there there have been complaints in the past. I think of single player games that still required you to be logged in and online in the client. Oh yeah, that that should go. If you want to play offline and it's single player and you don't need an online connection, then I don't see exactly. why you still have to log in to the oh, launcher yeah. itself. Not not ex even though it's I mean, you also logging in, but mm -hmm. if the connection goes down, you still want to play the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say um at the beginning of the um the podcast. That's what I was trying to say. Like games starting them up online and everything like that it sometimes it's it's just bullshit that you just have to be online and then launch it from the launcher it's i i i don't like it <clears throat> yeah quite quite frankly I, I think the problem i I'd, I'd say half the problem is um uh like the fucking infrastructure of uh the the internet just not being good enough like i think that people should be getting better internet and stop being so you know uh, okay with having crappy internet like for instance if if south korea can have like 100 gigabyte per second download speeds then i i think that uh i, I think that it's you know at, at this point it's like how on earth is like the entirety Uh, and and I mean, granted, I do think that there should be obviously offline like um, options, but I think that uh, we we should be getting uh, better internet. I mean, cons considering how like connected the world is nowadays, and how um, 
like pretty pretty i consider the internet fairly essential for like most people's lives in in the modern age uh, so i i think that the uh concept of like just having slow internet and just living with it is just uh, it, yeah, it really, it really irritates me how complacent people are with, like, just oh yeah, yeah, crappy internet. What can you do? When like, really, I I think that uh, you know, I I maybe like uh like to see uh the government or you know something maybe looking into uh sort of providing at least some form of like basic internet and with basic i mean like let's let's face it the sort of like higher speed sort of things like i get something like a 50 megabit per second um internet speed like that should be the very basic uh sort of internet speed that you could get nowadays because considering like uh that there, there are people in other, other countries and like in that that can get like what 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 even that uh, for in, uh, italy has a big issue with internet connection for instance yeah, uh, like i mean uh, uh... Uh, let me ch- uh, let me look for some statistics actually uh let's see uh, italy internet there was actually some um internet in italy <laughs> Uh, overview internet regulation well it, it would take me too much but let's say that that there's some areas that don't have internet yet i think so that in the sense of wire internet and that gives an idea of the situation there's also uh places that uh, it's very rare but i've heard from some people uh, that live in foreign countries they don't have access to certain launchers or certain games because it might be some region lock or some issues going on there so i think you know i would like all that squashed out because i don't think someone should um the idea of getting a game should just be hey import it for like an absurd amount of money and you'll be able to play it then i think it should be an even playing field where you live if you want to buy a game for retail price instead of the price being inflated just because uh, you have to import that certain game. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of a lot of things I've seen online. A lot of people say that they get tired of having to use VPNs. Well, <laughs> I I mean VPNs I I do I think they're necessary in general especially if you're ever worried about your security online a VPN is almost necessary but the the whole state of the internet it's there's a lot more and it's government and you know places like Comcast Spectrum you know what whatever your provider is they're they're going they fuck around the little guys they really do. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I pay for business class because it's the only way they don't fuck you over. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I pay a hundred bucks a month for my internet. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I mean, I I think it's bad enough over here in the UK. Like, fifty megabits per second is absolutely nothing compared to like a lot of. Um... I get a hundred down, so that's a positive. But yeah. All right. But, so good, good. yeah, I, I, I also I think with the region locking thing, I think that that's like 
uh, just just bad for the industry in general because I think oh, that the more people you get in different countries playing video games, the more people you'll get like loving video games and the more people uh, loving video games the more developers you'll get and the more developers in different countries you'll get like the the more um uh, the, the the better games you'll get like i mean i, honestly, I, think I can't i i mean yeah. can can you imagine what like a, a, a um a video game developed by like african de developers like think um like it being influenced by their culture would look like compared to Say I, the West um, or the East, or... yeah, the yeah, the West or the East. I mean, I, I'm intrigued. It's a guy who like... wanted to join our gaming podcast, and he can't because he lives like in a certain country where Discord is banned. Actually, I think it's called Ooh. the uh, UFE. Oh yeah, the uh, um, game rates. Yeah. yeah, so he he can't get on it's, our podcast because be Discord the... is banned. It... You wouldn't be right, the first the person. I heard of somebody else that had to use a VPN to access Discord that lives in the Emirates. Yep. Mm. And, and some some of those like, if, 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 without getting too political, um, United Arab Emirates is a little iffy on certain things. Tricks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, without getting again too political here. Um, well, it, it all depends on like the country and a whole bunch of other things. Well, so and without getting too political, yeah, uh, well, I mean, we are I, I diverging like quite a lot, though. Yeah, it's a tiny bit. We're close to the end. We can diverge a little bit. Yeah, but we should get on uh, question yeah. ten. I, I'll say Where's, one thing. Oh, I, right. I, I think in a weird way, consoles are starting like uh, this gen, the Switch, Xbox, PS4. They're all region free except for I think, I think PS4 is locked on Street Fighter Five. That's a weird choice, actually. Like, I, I, I think that's the game. A cross-play game, game that's region-locked. I, I think it is. I'll have to look into that one. Because there's some game on the PS4. There's only one game or, like, two games that are region-locked on the PS4. Um, but, yeah, I think consoles are leading away with this one. And you can only hope that these PC launchers will take that and just grab the flag and run with it. But we're going to wrap this up to close off this podcast. What feature would you guys like to be seen built into a gaming launcher on PC if it hasn't been done at all or often in the future? I've got one. Um, in... oh, Each one how says their own. The feature are we talking? Um, like, few features from other things you'd like to see. And I'm going to take um, one from NVIDIA Shadowplay that I really like. And that's um, right. their, like, just in-game recording, kind of like Xbox, PS4, and Shadowplay. Motherfucker, you stole my right. answer. <laughs> but it's right it's though. That's, that, that's, yeah. It's something I haven't thought. I mean, I because, was going to uh, say blowjob and nacho dispenser, but that's probably yeah. not near future. So that's that's oh, cyberpunk, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I mean, I mean I, that's actually a uh, no. Please uh, finish. Oh uh, yeah, no, I would. I was going to say like I'd probably like go for th three things to list off. I'd probably want better like streaming stuff so, so like something a bit more twitch based uh better uh more friend stuff and maybe gamify a few things like i know steam has like levels for and and, and badges and stuff so maybe something a, a bit more like that like uh yeah. like with with the summer cell game like they they did last year with with the alien thing i think maybe something like that but like a little less like flash gamey um, but I mean, I have I one. don't quite and, like. 
it's a bit nebulous about how they'd implement that i don't know i have one uh international gifting where if someone lives in another country and you live in the u.s you should be able to still receive their gift because apparently according to singlong he is canadian and he tries to gift games to people in the u.s in the server and he can't because he is canadian and united states people can't gift games between people that lives in canada it was done uh, to prevent uh, all the kind of uh, regional precinct tampering that like yeah. you login with ra in, within russia you buy your game uh, with, for like uh, half the price or stuff like that but like a quarter of the price sometimes yeah it's <laughs> it sucks but i mean a gift's a gift uh, if they bought the game like legally i i don't see what the problem is giving it to someone else Business-wise, I can understand because the developers would be like, what the fuck? And I, I get it from Steam as a business, mm. but it does kind of suck. I, I think it should work either way. Make Maybe it's well. kind of limit that you can gift a game only a certain amount of time if they are in different regions. Something like, you know, just... You know what? Make make them pay the, the price for who they're sending it to at that point. Yeah. Yes, that also might be Yeah, That would make it totally that, that fair. That yeah. make it make more sense, but un unfortunately, like it's a lot of uh, work to um, for something that uh, it, at, at the end of the day isn't really that common. I mean, uh, I also have one thing. I also think that some of these stores should implement: allow us to buy codes for games and then, like you know, give them away. I know that that would probably pretty much make like. I know a lot of companies are wanting to try to stop like G2A and stuff like that. But sometimes it would just be easier to just buy a code and give someone a code for like Christmas or something. Yeah, I mean that that will be one way to gift things without that much hassle really. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I mean I, I usually use like Humble the Humble store and um Fanatical for that because they're like, you know, they they're legit companies, but I I I have to admit, I don't think I've ever really seen anything other than Steam keys on there. Yeah. I think um, you play uh, think does occasionally. You, you but... play, I've seen some Origin, like they've had Origin Humble Bundles. Hmm. Yes, uh, they've they had they PlayStation did. Humble Bundles. I think there is Indigala, which is this other company that sometimes sells keys for stuff that is not Steam. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because my girlfriend actually gifted me Uno, and she's in Canada. It might have been the same price. It, it's it's weird. That's why when Ren Renegade mentioned that, I'm like, huh? That's so weird. Yeah, Singh also said, like, uh, sometimes it works for certain people, sometimes it doesn't, so... I just think that universally it's an issue that should be remedied uh, just in case because yeah, he gifted I mean, me like things before and then he gifted me other shit and I couldn't get it because there was some regional issue going on. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I agree with that. There should be at least gifting. Like, I mean, if it fits, like, for example, with the laws of that said country Gift, you know i mean and i i know it's diverging from pc but gifting on ps4 as well because 
someone lived in my country i tried to give them dlc and i couldn't give them dlc because there was no way to give it to them hmm. all right so i think we can wrap this up right now oh uh um, oh, actually the... yeah yes i uh, my bad no no don't worry uh i was thinking <laughs> uh the thing you said about recording is true actually it's not something that i have thought about but something that I'd like to see more of in the future, first off, is uh, an actual ownership of games like in uh, GOG that it was touched before. Yeah. But there's also this, this other thing that I noticed. Uh, with the refunds uh, uh, of Steam in place, it's almost as if you have uh, like a two hours grace period in which you can try a game basically free of charge. Mm. Yeah. I also think, uh, just, just to add on real quick and piggyback, uh, I think they need to allow more lineage streaming options because NVIDIA Shadowplay, uh, the streaming option is very limited there. Like you only get, I think you only get 720p and that's it. So maybe they can uh, crank I that up a little bit to 1080. I think depending on your CPU, it can be like 1080. Oh yeah, my CPU can handle like 1080p, no problem. Uh, which one do you have? Uh, oh. Let me see. I have an i9. No, no, no. CPU, CPU. C yeah, CPU. Or G GPU, know. GPU. I mean, fuck. I'm oh, dumb. Oh, GPU. I have a 1080. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Then mm. that's fucking weird. I thought that. All right, I thought I could do that. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm gonna shut up. No, I, I, I don't think it can. I only got like 720p options. Hmm. Uh, the, this hours grace period. Mm -hmm. Uh, why not ex make it a two hours trial period for every game? You get to play the game for free for two hours so you can get yourself an idea of how it is uh, and how it looks and if you want to actually buy it. And uh, it may also be a deterrent for people that make bad games because if you can make a game that can be completed in less than two hours, for instance, or something that it's basically done just to farm achievements, people mm -hmm. get, will basically get them you do that for free and uh, the person that abuses the system to uh, get a quick buck won't get their quick buck. I mean, the the, the, pro the problem with that is uh, is um, with with like free demos. I think uh, extra credits made a, a very like um, a good explanation of why demos really make absolutely zero business sense because there is like a very there there's a, like a very very rare. Um, uh, like a scenario uh, where the um, like person actually buys the game because of a demo. Uh, so, so like, there's a lot of uh, so, there's, so there's like I, th I think probably like three or four, even six like different scenarios where like you know you either get someone uh, uh, disliking the like you know if the game's bad and they make a demo then no one's gonna buy it and. I, I I don't really remember exactly what the um uh, uh video said, but it was it was basically on the lines of like you know demos make really very little business sense and they are basically uh, wasted time on behalf of the developers for very little reward. And well, I mean, sure, you get a lot of um uh people, you know uh. Um, you get abusive de developers, but you also very occasionally, and I don't really like 
think I'm wording this correctly, but you do also get like slightly entitled um, like people when it comes to stuff, especially entertainment. I mean, I, I you know this is a very rare and weird anecdotal example, but I can remember what, uh, one guy who uh, I, I sort of knew a while back who um, is it? <laughs> uh, he uh, basically was uh, said that he pirated because he thought that all games should be free and um, he didn't although i think that that was more on him not being um uh, not not really understanding how money works yeah yeah um, I, I think that's solely on him and i think that's kind of a catch-22 because i think even if the demo like like you say you know some people don't do demos because they are afraid that the game might be received poorly but at the same time people look at review scores and as soon as they come out because you got to have the game come out and review to people and they see the bad scores the game will probably not sell anyway if people see that so it's all like really just based on perspective and what people really think i think developers should be confident to make a good game and they shouldn't just be putting out you know half-ass efforts on the market because really people want to play a good game that's the general mindset of certain gamers they want to play a game that's fun that caters to their time sometimes reviews are wrong too like i've played a lot of games that were supposedly bad like batman arkham origins and i really love that game so it's all a matter of perspective and opinion on that topic and i think samples would be nice but i don't think they should be too long in my opinion. Mm. Mm. All yeah, right. I, I, def I definitely think that there's a, a, a balance to be connected uh, mm -hmm. again with um, these sort of things like, you know, I, I think that there should, we should really focus on, uh, you know, uh, being on things, being good for the consumer. Yeah. Uh, to being good for the company. But I do think that there's definitely like a limit I mean, I'd probably say that I'd my personal limit for it would probably be a lot um, like more in favor for the consumers than say some people. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that there's definitely like you know, there's only so much that a company can reasonably do. Although, quite frankly, I think that it's very rare that company ever really uh, meets those limits. So it's not sort of really a non-issue on that part, I suppose. All right. I think we can uh, sort of wrap this up now, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, everyone, I've been Bane. You can find me at the usual channels, etc., etc. I'm going to work this down. So, Rin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rentoperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at renegadeoperative. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing much on my main channel because I'm taking a two-week break. Uh, but I do have some stuff lined up. Some people wanted me to review the new Resident Evil, so I definitely will do that when I get the chance. All right, Cryo, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at um <clears throat> at cryo gaming and you can also find me on my youtube uh cryo gaming as well all right and llama where can we find you at 
you can find my Twitch at Bamalam. You can uh, find me usually on my Twitch channel at Bamalama Ding Dong. That's where I am mostly. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Snoztwaddle. That's where I am on secondly. And I mean, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, I guess. I mean, I might do a video within the next year. So that's something to look forward to i guess um but yeah it's, it's mostly just twitch and i guess my final thought is steam please get on that blowjob and nachi dispenser <laughs> all right and console also um i usually host the console's video games perspectives on youtube usually uh, about old games and uh, any kind of trivial and uninteresting stuff and uh, at least as far as english content goes and uh, I hope to come up with something in my main language, Italian, as well someday. I've got something in the works, but nothing definitive, hopefully high-quality content. And, uh, of course, I also am on Twitter, but the uh, tag is VG Perspectives, but I don't know how much I will be active on it. I'm busy with university and all that kind of stuff. But, well, I hope somebody will uh, stay and uh, step in and have a look at my stuff. All right. Well, hey, this has been uh, the IAS podcast special on our thoughts on PC gaming launchers and the, uh, the the coming competition for the biggest one, Steam. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yep. All Have right. A good one. See you guys later. Yep.